No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David addresses the transgression of the wicked and the loving kindness of the Lord. Then he prays for God's protection. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. When we listen to the news and look at others, it's easy for us to focus on all the evil things that people do. And if we're not careful, that can be all that we see, and we become negative, critical, depressed people. So what's the cure? Well, we see how David dealt with this problem in Psalm 36. Psalm 36, the title is, To the Chief Musician, a Psalm of David, the Servant of the Lord. An oracle within my heart concerning the transgression of the wicked. There is no fear of God before his eyes, for he flatters himself in his own eyes when he finds out his iniquity and when he hates. The words of his mouth are wickedness and deceit. He has ceased to be wise and do good. He devises wickedness on his bed. He sets himself in a way that is not good. He does not abhor evil. David begins announcing that he had an oracle in his heart. This is a prophetic word from the Lord. We see in the books of the prophets that God often pronounced judgment to ungodly nations. Now here David speaks about the transgression of the wicked. David had many enemies. No doubt he spent much time meditating on what made them that way. It's often difficult for good people to understand why evil people do the things they do. Why would a parent kill their own children? It's unnatural, it's abhorrent, and yet it happens. David says that the first problem with the wicked is that there's no fear of God before their eyes. The Hebrew word David uses for fear means terror or dread. It's a different word than what Solomon uses in Proverbs 1-7, where he says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Here, the Hebrew word means a reverential fear, respect, or worship. Now, when we believe in Jesus Christ, God removes the dreadful fear from us. That's what the Apostle John says in 1 John 4-18, there is no fear in love, but Perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. When we are in Christ, we don't have to worry about torment because we won't receive the punishment due us for our sins. Christ took that punishment in our place. So now God is free to pour out his perfect love upon us. But we still have reverential and worshipful fear of God. We respect Him as our Heavenly Father, and we don't want to displease Him. But the wicked have no such hope of any pardon or forgiveness. They are facing eternal torment if they do not repent. They should have a dreadful fear of God for their wicked actions, 
because they will be judged for them. But David says there is no such fear before their eyes, and this emboldens them to continue in their sins. Next, David says that he flatters himself in his eyes. He doesn't think that he's all that bad, and he can always find someone else who is worse than him. He flatters himself thinking that he is righteous, but that self-righteousness blinds him to his desperate need for forgiveness and for the righteousness God alone can give. Next, David said that his words are wickedness and deceit. Now, Jesus said that it's from the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. It doesn't take long to know what is in a person's heart if you just listen to what they say. His words are wickedness and deceit. He cannot speak good, wholesome, and encouraging things because only evil resides in his heart. Next, David says that he has ceased to do good. Perhaps as a child, he had a conscience. His feelings of guilt or fear of authority held him back from his sin. But practice makes perfect, and his evil practices have made him perfectly evil. His conscience is seared, and he has ceased to do good. Next, he devises wickedness on his bed. Now, in Psalm 1, we are told to meditate on the law of God day and night. Before going to bed, it is wise to prayerfully consider the events of the day and perhaps read some scripture or a good devotional. That ends the day on a good note with God's thoughts in your brain, and you probably will sleep better. But the wicked person lies awake at night in bed planning the evil things he will do the next day. Next, he does not hate evil. In Proverbs 8.13, we are told that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. We are not to tolerate evil. Rather, we are to hate it. Why? Because God hates evil. If we fear God, then we will love what God loves, and we will hate what he hates. But the wicked person does not hate evil. He makes a pact with it. He even befriends it. One of our great problems in our nation today is that we have become far too tolerant of evil. Things that would have horrified our grandparents, or at least made them blush, are openly displayed on primetime television and even made to appear acceptable, even good. But woe to those people who call evil good and good evil. The failure to hate evil leads to ever-increasing evil. Now, David could have continued in this theme. He could have continued with an oracle concerning the wicked. It's easy to become fixated on evil in the world. And if people aren't talking about the evil out there, then they are preoccupied with the evil that so-and-so did to them. Talking about evil in this way can become your favorite hobby. But what good does it do? So David doesn't get caught up in that. Instead, he shifts gears in verse 5. And he starts focusing on the loving kindness of the Lord in contrast to the deeds of the wicked. Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the great mountains. Your judgments are a great deep. O Lord, you preserve man and beast. So first, David describes the Lord's mercy being so vast, 
that it reaches up to the heavens and is faithfulness to the clouds. God's mercy and faithfulness go together. In his mercy, he doesn't give us what our sins deserve. And in his faithfulness, he always keeps his promise and he's always watching over us. Next, God's righteousness is like the summits of the great mountains. It is lofty above us. His ways are so much higher than ours. And that's the reason we can never hope to reach God by our own righteousness. It is far beyond us. Then David says the Lord's judgments are as deep as the deepest places in the ocean. We think of the Mariana Trench, which is nearly seven miles deep. In fact, it is deeper than Mount Everest is high. There is no place his judgments cannot reach. They are deeply profound and cannot be avoided. Then David says that God preserves both man and beast. While his righteousness is so lofty and his judgments are so deep, he continually preserves both humans and animals. Think of all the planetary systems that are necessary to keep everybody protected from the harsh elements of space and provide enough food and water for all the living creatures. Jesus said that even when a single sparrow falls to the ground, God takes notice. Verse 7, How precious is your loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. So David found God's loving kindness to be precious. In fact, in Psalm 63, he declares that his loving kindness is better than life. Have we learned to hold God's loving kindness in such high regard? And then he said that the children of men will put their trust under the shadow of your wings. The children of men refers to all God's children, both great and small, young and old, like a mother hen brooding over her chicks. So Jesus longed to gather his people to himself. And if we will trust in him, then we will find refuge and comfort beneath the shadow of his wings, where there is his omnipotent protection. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures, for with you is the fountain of life. Those who trust in the Lord lack no good thing. They are truly satisfied. God gives to them abundantly from the fullness of his house. And now, Imagine that. There's no lack in the the house of God. Everything you need, there's ample supplies. And then David says they drink from the river of his pleasures. The word there for pleasures comes from the same root word as Eden, which was the paradise of God. The fullness of this blessing won't be realized until we enter the millennial kingdom. But even now, we can drink from the ever-flowing river of God's pleasures where there is fullness of joy. Finally, David says, For with you is the fountain of life. I remember a Sunday school song we used to sing that said, I've got a river of life flowing out of me, makes the lame to walk and the blind to see spring up, oh well. That River of life, that living water, which is the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, if you're thirsty, come to me. And that 
fountain of living water will come from within you. Are you drinking from this ever-flowing fountain? Then David said, in your light, we see light. Jesus said that he is the light of the world, and in his light, we see where we should walk. And more importantly, we see how to get to heaven. Verse 10, oh, continue your loving kindness to those who know you and your righteousness to the upright in heart. Let not the foot of pride come against me and let not the hand of the wicked drive me away. There the workers of iniquity have fallen. They have been cast down and are not able to rise. So even though David had experience such loving kindness from the Lord, he continues to pray, Lord, let your loving kindness and your righteousness continue to your people. Don't let up, God. Protect me from the foot of the proud and the hand of the wicked. David was still concerned about these wicked people, so he asked God, Lord, protect me from them and keep me from being driven out into the wilderness of iniquity where they abide. We may look around us and be depressed when we see things the way they are and the wicked people getting away with stuff, but we can know that God's loving kindness is far superior and he will protect and preserve us through it all. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see where David writes about the blessings of the righteous and the calamity of the wicked. If we wait on the Lord and continue to do good... God will give us an eternal inheritance. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.